Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Yes, good morning and welcome to Talking Harness in Western Australia. No Michael Radley today. He is uh, enjoying what can only be described as a junket down south. We'll get a little bit more information on that later. My name is Rob Beaver, taking the reins today for you. Uh, and as always, Glenn Mortimer joins me. How are you, Morts? Yeah, morning, Rob. Great to be here and delighted to have uh, a very good friend of ours, Mr. Rob Gartrell, Joining us this morning, Rob is a um, one of the biggest owners in WA, and of course, Slater Gartrell Sports are one of the biggest sponsors of Gloucester Park. So great to have Rob on board this morning. Just on Rads, he's down having a great time, well deserved break, but he promised me he will be back. He's sampling some of the fine <laughs> wines of Margaret River, uh, so he's uh, enjoying himself down there. Tough night last Friday night. Uh, GP down 3.5 units, but thankfully Blissful Abbey salvaged something from the wreck. Double for Shannon Savalco, treble for Junior, and a great return to racing by the Bird Dance, owned by part owned by uh, Rob Gartrell. Elegant Mac too dominant again. Awesome win by H- Henrik Larson. Chicago Bull was just absolutely breathtaking. He is back to his brilliant best. And it was a masterclass drive by Junior. Uh, and a very big welcome to my co-host, Mr. Rob Gartrell. Thanks, Mots. It's uh, great to be here and uh, looking forward to talking everything harness um, with a big 10 event, 11 event card tonight at Gloucester Park. Some great races tonight, some small fields, which have really made them very competitive. So some good betting races tonight. And I'm sure Bomber is very keen to hit back after a slight hiccup last week. He'd been travelling beautifully and just a bit of a setback, but we look forward to uh, fixing that up today. We certainly do. Bomber Hill will join us a little bit later on in the show for his preview of Gloucester Park tonight. Uh, We'll also hear from Jason Bonington as we head over east uh, for a preview of some racing over there as well. Now, uh, Talking Harness WA on SEN Track 657, brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch uh, with... Gloucester Park, of course, the home of Harness Racing. Retrovision, lowest price guarantee. RAC members save an additional 5% every day. Morts, uh, loans once, two, three. Cars, personal travel and commercial loans. You can call 1-800-100-100. Bayswater Mazda, driving is better with a Bayswater Mazda. Uh, g'day to Anthony and the team out there. And Steel Blue Boots, Australia's leading supplier of work boots. They are built for comfort and made for work and they have a, uh, a dedicated range of boots for charity, including Breast Cancer and Beyond Blue. So if you're in the market for some work boots, Steel Blue Boots are the one. Now let's get into our first guest of the program. Uh, his name is Colin Brown, but we want to take you back to the Christmas gift 
last year. This is Patrick the Piranha. This is what he was able to serve up. Then came Tyler Brett out wider from Blackjack Sackersay corner. Patrick the Piranha has got the lead from Crocodile Kid and Karuna Mackersay corner. Patrick the Piranha in front in 28-4. Crocodile Kid's away from the inside and looking dangerous. And then Karuna Mack and Blackjack Sack, but Patrick, he's responding. Crocodile Kid can't get there. Patrick the Piranha's clinging on near the line and Patrick the Piranha has just won from Crocodile Kid. Have a look at Blackjack Sack. Holding on over Crocodile Kid, there was Patrick the Piranha in last year's Christmas gift. If uh, trainer and driver Colin Brown's been good enough to join us this morning on SEN Track. Good morning, Colin. Yeah, excuse me. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, listeners. Must have been a, a pretty special day uh, at the Christmas gift with Patrick. Uh, yeah, it was. We've won it a few times before, so um, they're, they're always lovely to win those major races. Any race is lovely to win, but, um, you know, we... We purchased this bloke at the Ealing Sales, and um, uh, young Dylan and I have done all the work with him. So, you know, it, it just adds that little bit more to him when you uh, you've been with him the whole way. Yes. Good morning, Cole, and uh, thanks for your time this morning. I wanted to take you back a little bit, if I could, to uh, to your early days in in harness racing, and I believe um, as a 14-year-old, you worked weekends for the legendary Jim Schrader. And obviously looking now, almost 40 years on, it's been a hell of a ride. And uh, I was just interested to know what, uh, when you were there as a 14-year-old, did you ever think that you could make a career out of harness racing? Uh, Rob, I actually thought I had to because I wasn't that clever. Um, <laughs> at school, um, uh, the grades weren't all that good. I didn't enjoy school. Uh, the one thing I did know was that I enjoyed the animal. Um and uh, when I was at school, I do remember they used to have a library session every Friday and I'd go to the library and the teacher thought I was um, I was one of the smart ones because I'd go straight to the West Australian. What he didn't know was I was doing the form on the trots for that night. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, always, always, um, I suppose it's always been the goal of mine. Um Always had, uh, fortunately, my mother's work ethic, uh, head down, bum up, and um, in harness racing, that's what you've got to do to achieve. Yes, and in the early days as a driver, obviously you would have driven against many of the legends of WA harness, you know, the Kersleys, the Warwicks, the Austins. Um, how did you find that as a, as a young man young man starting out? Yeah, that, that well, obviously it was difficult. Um, we had no junior driver concessions back then. We didn't get paid any driving fees. Um, you know, you could travel to a place like uh, Meriden, Cunderdon, Wildcatcham, training, uh, you'd be away all day, drive a winner and come home with nothing. Um, so you really had to, you had to love it. Um, but driving against those legends and they were legends uh, time seems to change and and i you know we don't have those true legends i think anymore um but always hold them with the utmost respect um always tried to be as competitive as i could um yeah, great learning curve racing against those fellas, um, not only uh, on the race back, but on the racetrack, uh, learning the craft, but also how to conduct yourself yeah, fantastic. off the track. And you had your first winner, your driving winner as an 18-year-old. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that one? 
Yeah, he was um, um, a, a gelding uh, called Go To It. Um, he was by please no doubt of capricious lass. I haven't got a good memory, but there's um, some things you never forget. Jimmy Schrader? Um, my boss, yeah, my boss trained him, Jim Schrader. Um, I was working for him out at Armadale at the time. Um, you know, I'd come through from work on weekends to become his foreman, and uh, I think I was there for about six or seven years. So it was great to, to win on the boss's horse, and um, yeah, terrific to, to get around York and win. Um, I think I'd, my first six or seven drives, I, I drove a little horse called Amphibious, and uh, it just had duck eggs for the first six starts. Um, not through bad drives, but just poor ability. But uh, yeah, I was certainly glad, glad to get on and had a little bit of warmth about it. That's good. And um, I've just got some stats here that, uh, Mort, I'm sure you'll be interested in, that uh, Colin, you're now ranked third in Western Australia for winning drives sitting in uh, 2,977. So, mate, you're only 23 wins away from 3,000, which is a, a fantastic achievement, obviously. And from a training career point of view, you're now in the top 10 trainers of all time in Western Australia. So a fantastic double there. And one record you do hold on your own um, that Alan Parker supplied me with is that you're the only person in WA that's trained more than 500 winners and also driven more than 2,000 winners for other trainers as a freelance driver. So, as I said, a, a magnificent career, and uh, you're going, you continue to go from strength to strength. Do you see, um, do you see yourself continuing on well into your 70s, 80s, 90s, Uh Well, I'd, I did say I'd be retired by now, but um, fortunately, Rob, for me, uh, we. We didn't have a lot of young blokes coming through for a long time. So I suppose that um, small window of opportunity to um, to get near the top uh, was expanded by the fact that there was no young blokes coming through, which is that's changed over the last few years. Um, I've elected to, after leaving Bondi's uh, and Ryan taking over as number one uh, driver, I, I elected to take a step back from driving. Um, I still, we still have a team of 23 here, and um, I just found it impossible to uh, work all day and then and then give my best at the trots. Uh, you know, racing and going around seven, eight times a night. So I've scaled back on the driving. I'm actually enjoying it now um, more. I've got time to actually enjoy what I'm doing out there. Um, and, yeah, I'm 60, uh, rising 62, so I, I can't see it ending any time soon. That's fantastic news for uh, all your supporters in the harness uh, industry. Also, I'd like to acknowledge your 15 Group 1 drives that you've done. And... Um, We'd just like to play a replay of one of those group drives, uh, group one drives, and just get your feeling as to where it sits in your uh, in the 15 that you've won. Tricky Vic driving up behind them from Buck the Odds and then Adams mate 29-4 that quarter money mate Magnet kicked away coming to the home turn he pitched two and a half lengths on them, they've left him alone and they're going to pay a big price in second to Galdiano then flashing red a hoka ace but money Magnet is clear for Colin Brown and Greg Bond and it's their Fremantle Cup and he was all over a winner all the way, he scored by two lengths money Magnet, second to Galdiano third flashing... It's a 
yeah, great call. And I love Hunty when he says they've left him alone. They're going to pay a big price. It was a great night, Brownie, and uh, your memories of 2006? Yeah, it, it was, Rob. Um, the race was won, I think, at the start. Um, uh, from memory, we drew one, and one of Oliveri's horses, Princess Steel, drew two, and he was a good standing start horse, so we uh, we knew we had to jump quick and lead. After that... Um, Really, my job was made a lot easier because at the time, Bondi was only training um, maybe a dozen horses. He was working them all uh, by himself uh, with onboard heart rate metres. Um, I had the faith in the trainer. Uh, I had to have the horse right. I had the faith in the horse, in his ability. And um, it was just a matter of me rating him uh, correctly. Um, there's been a few comments after the race that it was the most boring Fremantle Cup um, in history. Well, really? I'd like to think that I actually took the other drivers out of the race Yes. Uh, with with the way I rated the horse. I, I think I got it spot on that night. So, um, And uh, as you know, Rob, a great, great mob of people connected with the horse um, you know, not only the gentlemen involved, but their wives as well, just just made it uh, that much more special. Yes, it certainly was a special night, mate. Uh, Brownie, uh, it's Mort's here. First of all, I'd just like to congratulate you on what has been an absolutely stellar career so far, and those stats that Rob read out earlier are just a testament to how good you've been for, for the game. Tonight you have a very smart horse uh, in Patrick the Piranha who's had... 11 wins from 26 starts and just a touch over $250,000, uh, including the Westbred Classic for three-year-old, the Christmas Gift, which we've played, the Caduceus Club ca uh, Classic and the three-year-old Colts and Geldings Sales Classic. Tonight's an interesting race, Colin. Whereabouts do you see him in the run tonight? Uh, I honestly think he'll lead, um, Glenn. Um I think people have forgotten how electric this horse can be out of the gate. Um, the one will obviously try and hold up. But I really think I can ping him in the first 100 yards. Um, the horse felt super on the gate last week. Uh, I wasn't going forward, but the way the race panned out over the first 50 to 100 metres, I was able just to slide forward at my, my own leisure and uh, run my race from there. But uh, the horse felt super on the gate. And if he feels as good on the gate tonight, then he should lead. That's very good news. Uh, very good news for the punters, that's for sure. And I just want to quickly ask you what you did, what uh, changes you've made to Typhoon Tiff. A couple of weeks ago, you mentioned about the gear and the horses. Um, the horse beat our Alfie Romeo last start, which is a very high quality um, mare, and won uh, the previous start. So you've obviously made some good changes there. Yeah, we had some issues with him, Glenn, uh, or her, sorry. Um, she was getting sore in the heel, so we uh, we changed the shoeing. We put some bar shoes with some uh, packing. And all of a sudden, uh, with that extra weight, she started hitting her knees. So uh, we had tried different gear on her, but uh, the bottom line was uh, we took it down the track. We uh, experimented with some gear and... and 
got a spot on uh, with the gate and um, with her, with us getting her gate right, she's got a confidence level to ride up there. Uh, her excellent gate speed's back and um, uh, she's in the best health we've ever had her and, uh, yeah, looking forward to locking horns with Alfie Romeo, who I think is the best mare in the state. Um Barrier draws, I think, for our advantage uh, when we met last time. Um, I'm not sure that we've got the... I think she's got the advantage in ability, but uh, looking forward to clashing with her and all the other nice mares that are here. Colin, really appreciate your time this morning on SEN Track 657 and Talking Harness. Best of luck. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Brownie. Good to talk. Thanks, Cole. Colin Brown catching up with us here on Talking Harness. Um, when we come back from the break, Bomber Hill will take us through the card tonight at Gloucester Park. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Now Sir Galahad is getting to the outside and finishing gamely and then I'm Rock and Roll Magic coming around the home turn. Lord Roscoe from Raka Sink. The inside is Henwood Bay and here's Sir Galahad down the outside. In the straight they run is Lord Roscoe with Sir Galahad racing up on the outside and then Raka Sink trying to get out. Henwood Bay forgotten highway the outside but Sir Galahad has stormed away from them and Sir Galahad raced home to win it well from yes, Raka Sink. Sir Lord Galahad in action. They'll be in action tonight as well at race four at Gloucester Park. Uh, Fitted a similar field last week, including Rakasink. Uh, added this time is the inform Braveview Bondi and the Class D Mr. Carbon copy as well. Welcome back to Talking Harness WA. Rob Beaver, Rob Gow, trailing Glenn Mortimer with you this morning as we get into our tipster Scott Bomber Hill. Good morning, Bomber. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Morning, Bomber. Very, very well, mate. Um, we're going to take a look at race one tonight at Gloucester Park to start with. Uh, looking at this, Liam Neal, dollar seventy out to a dollar eighty is the favourite. Dreadlock Rockstar three seventy has come in to two sixty five, heavily backed. Crocodile Kid uh, has stayed rock solid at eight dollars. Blackjack Zach fourteen dollars out to eighteen dollars. A bit of a drift there. Who do you like? Uh, I actually quite like uh, Crocodile Kid from the trailing draw off the back line here. Uh, I think Dreadlock Rockstar will do just enough to hold Liam Neal, who will have a really good track early. Uh, Crocodile Kid gets a beautiful sit that he uh, he craves. And uh, yeah, I thought he was quite good last week in the Majestic Star race where they ran cracking time, and he just got too far back at the 800 before he had to peel wide and made up good ground. He beat the others comfortably, and this looks a really nice race from the leaders back, I thought. He's um, Crocodile Kid. He's, he's not a regular winner, Bomber. He's uh, I think his last win was ten starts ago, but it was a it was a very similar race in that uh, he drew the back line. Uh, Mickey Grantham was aboard. Uh, the lead time was quite quick at thirty six six, and he got off of their backs um, at the top of the uh, home turn. And even though they only got home in twenty nine two, he got the job done. Can you see a similar sort of uh, result tonight? Yeah, you've, you've got it exactly the way I, I read the race. And that, I went back to that last win, and it, this run looks to set up exactly the same way as you've just touched on. So I think he's going to be really strong late, whilst the, the two leaders will probably do most of their work down the back and around the corner. Hopefully he gets the last shot. Yeah, I see where um, Ashley Markham said that Dreadlock Ruckstar 
uh, is flying at home and leads and wins. So there's a plan there, obviously, because I was a little worried about Junior, you know, bursting his way to the front with um, with Liam Neal and in the stables of the Hall camp. So he'll be one to watch as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I did. I read that with Ash, and uh, yeah, that you know made me even more keen, uh, knowing that he's he's going to have his sights firmly on holding the front. And uh, I think Liam Neal probably put half a length on him, but he probably won't fully cross. So. So this is the first race at GP, 5.20 kickoff. Um, how are we staking this race, Bomber? Here's a one-unit bet at that uh, around that $8 mark. It's yeah, a nice way to kick off the night, I think. All right, moving into race two at Gloucester Park. Uh, Mr Bushido, $3.90, has come into $2.50, heavily backed into favouritism. Uh, Jack William is at $3.30. That's where... He opened, staying steady. Space Junk has drifted from three eighty out to four forty, and Jillaby Jake from six fifty out to eight dollars. Bomber. Yeah, I'm not surprised at the support for Mr. Bushido here. This race looks to map really well for him as well. Two off the second line looks to be plenty of early speed with one, two, five, and eight all looking to go forward. Uh, I think he just settles sort of one by two, one by three, and you know, whilst I thought he looked a little bit uh, ordinary. At first glance, last week, when you go back and look at the sectionals, they ran 27-8 down the back and 28-3, and he was working pretty hard around that last corner. I don't think they'll run those sectionals tonight. and uh, Yeah, I think he'll be really, really strong late. Certainly an interesting race, Bomber, and I concur with what you say about Mr Bushido. When I watched it live, I thought he was a little bit disappointing. But as you say, when you go back and have a look at the replay, asked to do a lot of work, I don't believe he'll be asked to do that work, a lot of early speed. Who do you think uh, will hold the lead, Bomber? I can see, uh, yeah, I think the one will want to hold the two early. Uh, I can see he will probably let the five go. Um, and I did read that Aldo's going to push forward on uh, Art Tudor as well. So, yeah, I think there's a good chance the five crosses, but he's going to have to do a lot of work to get there. Because that makes it interesting then for a horse who his form has been uh, better than what looks on paper, and that's a horse by the name of Space Junk. He can be very, very dangerous late, and last week he was held up uh, at the crucial time and the start before he finished down the track, but he did hit the line really, really well. So whoever leads and where he finishes up is going to make a, make a big difference. So you'd see him sitting three back the pegs? I actually thought he's the one that I'm most worried about in the race, to be honest. I actually thought that uh, he might ease and uh, jump onto the back of Junior early and look to trail him everywhere he goes. Otherwise, there's a chance he gets buried, you know, three or even four the fence. Uh, yeah, he's the one that I'm most concerned about late. Yeah, he's just drifted out in the market a little bit. So so what's our staking plan in race two then, Bomber? Uh, Two-unit bet, Mr Bushido. Two units. Love that confidence. Bomber, uh, stick with us, mate. We'll be back after the break for more of your tips for Gloucester Park tonight. Uh, and as we head to the break, Bracken Sky in action in race three tonight. Uh, very consistent. Uh, was too good leading all the way last week. And to rule out wider in this Bracken Sky is still in front from Better Start Dreaming. He's doing it okay, Bracken Sky. Space Junk, and then came McArdle's Jam. Captain Kirk, Mr. Bushido, but Bracken Sky all the way. And Bracken Sky races home to be Better Start Dreaming Space. <laughs> You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. 
He leads by two metres. Disco under fire. Here they come now. Three wide is where you've been. Four wide. Boom time. Letting go with his run. But he hasn't moved yet. Now he goes for it. Blissful Abbey on the turn. Bolted clear. Out by seven metres. Euphoric moment. Boom time can't win. Blissful Abbey clear. Euphoric moment. Then flying Mr. Ideal getting thrill on the inside, but Blissful Abbey Hall stolen it. Euphoric moment gets out, flashes late, just misses. It's Blissful Abbey, I think. Blissful oh. Abbey, I think, is the call. And uh, Blissful Abbey, it was led all the way, just held on last week. It's drawn uh, the inside of the back line this week. Uh, Bomber, it saved some of our tips from you last week as we welcome you back to Talking Harness WA. Yeah, she certainly did. She was. Uh, we were looking down the barrel of a duck egg until uh, Junior stole that one with some of the slower sectionals you'll see early. And, uh, yeah, she was just managed to hang on. It was got a bit tight at the end. Certainly did, uh, and in action again tonight in race six. But we're going to turn our attention to race seven at Gloucester Park now. Bomber Broad Beach, 2.20, has been backed into favouritism at $2. Red Hot Lady, well backed from 3.20 into 2.25. Uh, Ask Me, Altelia has stayed steady at $4.80. Uh, the bookies looking at this one as a race in three. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm actually, the, when I first looked at this race, I, I thought it was, you know, obviously uh, in the skyrockets come out. I thought there was a few chances, but as you go through and break the race down, I, I really find Red Hot Lady probably the best of the night. Uh, she'll get to the front. She comes off the gate quite well, but the speed she shows, you know, 50 metres after the start to the end of that back straight is is very, very good, very, very quick. She'll, she'll cross, um, and I think, you know, she'll get the necessary quarter when required, and Last time she led here, she ran a 56.8 last half and, and wasn't really extended until the last 200 there. So if she can repeat that, it's going to be very, very hard for uh, Prentice's filly to, to come from the back and beat it. Yeah, very interesting race. And as you said, Red Hot Lady in very good form. Do you see much pressure in this race at all, Bomber? I don't now, actually. Though. I thought in the skyrocket would probably roll forward to the breeze, but... Uh, Ask me, I'll tell you. I just think after the way she was driven last week, they might go back, the stable mate of the leader. They might go back and come with one run with her. Um, and, I, yeah, I can, really can't see a whole lot of pressure at all. So Red Hot Lady wins. Broadbeat probably settles one one by three. Going to make it uh, a little bit tough to try and round them up in the, the concluding stages. So what's our staking bet here, Bomber? Yeah, well, as you've touched on there, if she, if she runs that... She repeats that 56, you know, mid-56 last half, almost impossible for Broadbeach to come three wide and run around that. So, uh, yeah, I've really, really warmed to her, and um, I'm going to make her a three-unit bet. Three-unit bet there for Bomber Hill. Uh, let's move to race 10 tonight. El Jacko, 280, has come into $2.50. Favoritism, Patrick, the piranha. We spoke to Colin Brown a bit earlier in the show. Slightly drifted, 265 out to 270. Uh, Roman Aviator, 290 out to $3. Always an honour at 750. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, well, Colin may have thrown a bit of a spanner into my <laughs> map here. I actually had uh, Roman Aviator leading and uh, Patrick the Piranha heading to the breeze. I still tend to think that'll be the case. Uh, both very good gate drivers, Aldo and uh, Colin, and now Aldo knows that uh, Colin will have the stick out and uh, Patrick the Piranha is going to be fully revved up. This will be a really, really quick first 200. 
Uh, got El Jacko manning in the 1-1, one, one, and, you know, he's been chasing home Chicago Bullet for his last five and running the crazy sectionals, which he won't do here late, particularly if they burn the lead time. And, uh, yeah, sitting 1-1, one, one, he has a fantastic record when sitting 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, following good speed, and, you know, I think the leaders will cut at each other here, and he gets the last crack. Yeah, being a six-horse uh, race, they, they can be very interesting races, Bomber, and... Uh... Um, Patrick uh, coming out, as, as we mentioned, Brownie, very confident there. I see where Eldo was happy with um, Roman Aviator's run last week, even though he did get run down by the bird dance. So um, obviously he'll be trying to to hold up. And uh, I know Sky Bond was very upbeat last week uh, before the race in Old Jacko. Um, she said uh, he's done some, um, he's been very good this time back in work. And uh, she was pretty confident with a tricky draw that he was going to be competitive. So tonight with the good. The good draw, um, he looks a great opportunity. So uh, how are you staking this race for us? Yeah, two-unit bet, El Jacko. We, we really need that map to tan. We do need Roman Aviator to hold up if El Jacko gets stuck in the breeze. I mean, Patrick Brana crosses. The race is probably over, to be honest. But I really I can't see him leading, even though Colin Brown seems confident. So, yeah, two-unit bet, El Jacko. Two-unit bet. Should be some great... Uh... Great fireworks up front there in that race, which will be good. And as you say, we'll bring El Jacko into it. And always an honour first up for Joe Prentice. Get a nice, lovely run there. So could be coming home late. Bomber, just before we uh, before we wrap, wrap up our tips, there's some great racing tonight at uh, Gloucester Park. Unfortunately, in race five, Mighty Conqueror has been scratched. So we do hope that all is well there. Yeah. Going to be great to see Shockwave back in action after his uh, first up win, he just leads and wins, doesn't he, Bomber? Yeah, he will. He'll, um, I think they'll look after him tonight. They've obviously made a few alterations, so as he's not uh, bashing the cart like he was last time, and uh, he'll settle fine in front. Yeah, possible to see him being beaten. I, I thought Chiroscuro could jump on his back, and even though there's only two placed his here, he, he's probably... Oh, he is a real chance of running second, so long as the tow rope doesn't snap too early. Yeah, agree with you there. Certainly looks an excellent place chance. Uh, we've got our Jimmy Johnson back at the track again. Good to see Jimmy going around. Eloquent Mac, who's been in some red-hot form. So shame about Mighty Conqueror, but we certainly do hope that all is well. And Bomber, the other race is race number 11, which is just an absolutely cracking race. And I think it's just shows us what we're uh, going to be getting next season. We're going to have some outstanding three-year-olds and we see a couple of our two-year-olds coming back there for race 11 with Give Us a Wave, Drawn the Pole, Be Rock Hard, Lavra Joe, who had a gr- has had a great two-year-old season so far, Squinter, and of course Jetstar. So five horses, should be a bit of fireworks. What's your view of that race, Bomber? Yeah, I, I, I think They'll probably just settle single file in this one. And I, I agree that it's a cracking crop of two-year-olds and really, really excited about the next season. But I think just given the barrier draws here, uh, give us a wave, we'll lead up uh, to jump straight on his back. And I think first up, Laverage Oval will also go to the peg. Squinter has to go to the peg. Uh, give, us, uh, give us a wave. He just looks to get a really good run in front. And uh, obviously Jetstar, he'll, I think he'll roll around to the breeze probably over the last 800 to 1,000. But just given the uh, soft run he's going to have in front, it's hard to go past, give us away. Yeah, looks looks very hard to beat in front there. And just got a little nod there from Mr Gartrell as well. So he shares your view. 
Yeah, with Ryan Warwick taking the drive on Give Us Away, he obviously had the choice of the uh, the forerunners, so that's probably a good insight into um, the plans there, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, another one going around tonight is Al- Alfie Romeo, which is good to see uh, her racing again tonight. She's in outstanding form and should be very, very hard to beat there in race nine. So... All in all, Bomber, a fantastic night of pacing ahead at Gloucester Park, as always. Beautiful weather. We need to uh, make up for last week, which I'm sure we're going to do. Very confident tonight. So uh, we look forward to plenty of winners at Gloucester Park. Yeah, agreed. It looks a great night. And, uh, yeah, 11 really, really good races. So really looking forward to it. Excellent. Thanks for your time, Bomber. Excellent, guys. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Same to you. Bomber there joining us. Uh, as you said, a, a beautiful card out there at Gloucester Park tonight. Now, uh, it'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Tab Touch. Of course, you can better your bet with Tab Touch. Gloucester Park, the home of Harness Racing. Uh, Retrovision, lowest price guarantee. And RAC members save an additional 5% every day on what are some cracking deals already happening at your local Retrovision. Uh, loans, one, two, three. Uh, whether it be a car loan, you're looking to update the car, uh, personal loan for whatever you need it for, travel loan, uh, if you need that to, to go, maybe explore some of the beautiful state of Western Australia, uh, commercial loan, anything that you need, call 1-800-100-100. That is loans, one, two, three. Uh, Bayswater Mazda, driving is better with a Bayswater Mazda. Anthony and the team out there, just go out there, mention uh, Talking Harness WA. They'll make sure they look after you and deliver you some great service and hopefully a beautiful car as well. Uh, and Steel Blue Boots, of course, Australia's leading supplier of work boots, whatever your trade is. They have the boots. They're built for comfort, and they are made for work. And uh, if you really want to feel good, uh, you can buy one of their boots from a range of dedicated charities, uh, Breast Cancer and Beyond Blue included in those as well. Now, uh, before we head to the break, uh, Jetstar in action in race 11 tonight. Mort, I know you mentioned this uh, a little bit earlier. This is the state's best two-year-olds uh, resuming its team bond versus Lavra Joe. Uh, the bonds have group one winner, Give us a wave and Jet Star, uh, along with the classy B-Rock hard, while Lavra Joe proved he was one of the toughest two-year-olds of the season last time around. Uh, this replay is of the Group 1 Pell Classic, uh, where Jet Star defeated Lavra Joe. Give us a wave was back in the field. Marty Ronaldo badly held up. Magnificent is off the track as a corner. Around the bend they run. Jetstar is on the outside. Might be doing the better work. Labrajo's trying to come back. And then Carabao. Jetstar just in front though. From Labrajo. Jetstar. He is a magnificent animal. And Jetstar races away to win brilliantly. Jetstar is one. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Koblek lining up down the middle, into the straight. Hurricane Harley looking far right, goes to the sprint lane. Reactor now's flat chat. It's Hurricane Harley, still three metres in front. Lock and Varad's trying to grab him. Hurricane Harley in front, though, head. Hurricane Harley 
Hurricane Harley beat Lockett for puts up six metres now. In second spot off his back as replaced I trying to wear him down. And then came Zarvan Banner. But it's cash and flow below the 150. He is well clear. He is like Berger Paints. He just keeps on keeping on. The picket fence gets bigger and he'll win his 12th consecutive race and beats replaced Yes, cash and flow there. Brilliant in Sydney pacing the mile in a 148.9, making it 12 on end like we just heard. And uh, before that, Hurricane Harley led all the way at Bendigo, defeating Lochinvar Art. Uh, lost no admirers, finishing second in that race. Uh, now all three will head towards a Victoria Cup clash with the Boom Horse Ride High. Welcome back to Talking Harness WA. Rob Beaver, Glenn Mortimer and Rob Gautrell with you this morning. Uh, as it's time to say good morning to the one and only Jason Bonington. Morning, Jace. Good morning, guys. Yeah, lovely to be on the show again and uh, very much looking forward to watching Lock and Varad go around again. Look, in defeat last week, he, um, he he probably produced, if not his best run, then one of his best two. We know he defeated self-assured in stunning fashion and the four-year-old Bonanza is a chariot of fire winner. But I, what he did in track record time, four wide of the breeze and just getting beaten by uh, Hurricane Harley on that lightning Bendigo track was something pretty special, I thought. So I expect him to bounce back into the winners list here, though it won't be easy. Cruz Bromac, you know, a wonderful horse over a long period of time, three-time Group One winner, and Zenart's got um, you know huge potential and a, a horse you guys know very well over in the West. So it's going to be an intriguing race, the Minuteman Free for All. But um, the build-up gets bigger if we have another Lock and Varad success because then he goes into the Right High Clash. Hopefully next week in the Smoking Up Sprint, we won't be going early, letting people know that this is definitely happening yet. But hopefully the smoking up sprint before the Victoria Cup. It's going to be a very exciting couple of weeks here in Victoria. We're spoilt for harness racing at the moment, uh, JB. There's just some great paces all around Australia, from uh, Perth, New South Wales, Victoria. And as you said, the, I think the harness world just can't wait to see the clash of Ride High and Lock and Var Art. But I'm with you on Lock and Var Art last start. They've gone 152.3. Four wide, three wide, came home in 55-2, lost no admirers. So here's hoping we can get them uh, next week for the smoking up. Yeah, look, and that's the thing sometimes, you know, last week on this show I was saying that I thought Lock and Barat would get beaten, but that was no knock on the horse. It was just the circumstances. I mean, I couldn't have imagined he'd go as big as he actually did. I've been a Hurricane Harley fan for a long time and um, reacted now is in the same race. He was clearly, like, he, he wasn't just the run of the race, Lock and Barat. He was one of his great, great performances. He was privately timed. Well, there were, there were a few getting around. That's what happens when you get private timing different people have different times but to pace his last mile and under 150 so um, he's he's a very very special horse is he as good as ride high we'll find out soon but you're right shockwave and and uh, and Chicago Bull in particular in, in the west over in New Zealand self-assured's clearly a star New South Wales well, we'll find out how good the New South Wales horses are very soon with the Victoria Cup had a good conversation on our talking trots here in Victoria with Michael Guerin during the week and he was adamant that New South Wales clearly had um, the best horses in the country by a long space. I'm not sure I entirely agree with that, but it gets put to the test at least sooner rather than later with uh, Luke McCarthy and Craig Cross hopefully bringing down a team. I'd say he'll get at least five runners in the Victoria Cup. If Zenart can win uh, this weekend, maybe he'll have six. So um, that's how strong that team is at the moment. What's your feeling on Zenart uh, having made the trip down early and uh, Karen Manning aboard for Saturday night? Do you think, uh, I know he's drawn wide there, but do you think he can 
make an impression first up in Melbourne? Well, there's no doubt. This is going to be so exciting because he's he's got brilliant gate speed, as we know. I think he can get across everything at the start. So I think he leads there. And then there's cat and mouse between Cruz Bromack and Lock and Burrow. It's going to be an intriguing tactical contest because one's probably going to go before the other. I'd be interested even with your guys' opinion on whether Zenard, if he was pressured mid-race by Cruz Bromack or Lock and Burrow, would he hand up to one of the two and then let the other do the bullocking work, and he sits in behind the leader. That, that's how he broke the Australasian 2,300-metre record, beating Belrage, who was in the trail. Does he try and lead all the way if he gets that advantage, knowing that Melton can be a leader's track in a good race, or does he take a, a trail if they get there quickly enough? It's going to be it's going to be a, a magnificent contest. I, I probably, I mean, this is a real acid test for him because Cruz Bromack and Lock and Barada, you know, real proper outstanding horses. If he can even run a close third behind them, he certainly, you know, he he, he elevates his claims to at least be in the Victoria Cup. Um, and I actually think the draw's good because, like I say, he's got a good enough gate speed that I think he can get a really good tactical advantage on those other two rivals. But interested in, in the opinion of the panel over there in the West, whether he'd hold the front or whether he'd hand up to a Cruz Bromac or a Lock and Varad if they came knocking quickly enough. I think Karen's got some, obviously, some options. Um, and they'd, they'd like to make an early statement, you would imagine, with the horse. So um, the front, uh, I would think, looking at the field is definitely there and... I'd be probably a little bit inclined to take a trail, but uh, they may be a little bit more positive than, than that, um, trying to make a statement early. Yeah, well, it's going to be a great race uh, either way, and uh, hopefully we head to the smoking up sprint and finally get to see the big clash. But, JB, we are in search of a couple of winners. Can you find us something this weekend? I'm very confident, as a matter of fact, this weekend. So I reckon look, he's only going to be about $1.85, but my absolute best on the card, gold standard, is a horse called Malcolm's Rhythm in the first leg of the Quaddy at Tabcor Park. Return, of course, to Vicarnas headquarters for Metropolitan Racing on a Saturday night for the first time in a long time. Gate six, it doesn't look great on paper, but he'll get the front. And once he gets there, I reckon he could go 52 and change. His first up run behind Hurricane Harley and Lock and Varat was sensational. He's a good horse. Malcolm's Rhythm. And in the feature trot of the night. There's something about Mouldy uh, Trotters free-for-all. Dance Craze might be the best trotter in the country right here and right now, but Red Hot Tooth is a multiple group one winner racing in spectacular form. I reckon Red Hot Tooth is going to get the front here. I reckon Karen Manning again. We're going to be relying on Karen a lot of the night because I think Terry Rahm is my best value in the in the race prior to the Trotters free-for-all. But with Red Hot Tooth, I think she just has to come out blazing because I'm set to go He's a nice trotter on the way out, but can be skitchy at the start, particularly if there's pressure on. So I reckon Red Hot Tooth's just got to go up and say, we're just going to run as fast as we can, can try and beat you early for pace. And if we don't beat you for pace, we might get on set to go, one of the favourites uh, out of rhythm anyway, and then find the front. And I'll declare this, if Red Hot Tooth finds the front, as good as Dance Craze is, she cannot possibly beat her. Red Hot Tooth will win the race if she's in front. So um, they're my two best of the night. Malcolm's Rhythm, which is race five, number six, and race nine, number seven, Red Hot Tooth. And there's something about Maori Trotter's free-for-all. But as mentioned, good value about Terry Rama in the race prior to that. And you guys will be hoping she can do the job with Zen Art and the Minuteman free-for-all. Looking forward to it, Jace. Thanks for your time. Go on, you boys. That's all we've got time for on another edition of Talking Harness WA. Glenn, thanks for your company this morning. Thank you, Rob. Uh, thank you, Mr. Gartrell, for joining us. And we'll join you next week here on Talking Harness WA.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.